everyone, and welcome to the Australia India Institute's Chats Over Chai podcast, hosted by me, Sujit Danji. A little bit of background about me for those of you who don't know me. I'm the manager of Victorian government projects at the Australia India Institute. My research areas focus on Indian immigration and diaspora. I'm also the director for cultural diplomacy programs at the Institute. First, I'd like to acknowledge the lands of the Wurundjeri people who have been custodians of this land on which we meet today for thousands of years. I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge and uphold their continuing relationship to this land. Today, I'd like to introduce you to Atif Deng. Atif is a multilingual stand-up comics based in Melbourne. He runs a comedy group called Comedy Daba, which provides platform to comics from the subcontinent to perform comedy, yes, in their own mother tongue in Australia. He has shared stages with the likes of Amit Tandon and Parvinder Singh, who together have performed to houseful shows at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. This year, Atif brings the first ever Hindi show to the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. This is not a joke, it's real. Welcome, Atif. Stand-up comedy hasn't been that common in Australia. I remember going to hear Armand's Fear of Brown Planet in 2013. But since then, we've seen progressive growth of new faces in stand-up comedy. Where did the idea for Comedy Daba come about? And what is what has the response been like? Uh, so to answer your question, I'll break it down. Uh, the idea came about in around, uh, during the time of COVID. So I started doing stand-up comedy myself in 2018, around 2018. Um, the issue I found was that with us brown comics, when we were given a spot, we were there ticked uh, for uh, the multicultural part, but we were always given the end spot. By that time, everybody has gone away and there would not be many people sitting there to listen, just a couple of our friends. Uh, during the COVID lockdown times, that's when I was like, we need somewhere where peop- the multicultural people can come and perform. And uh, there is this yarn to perform in your own language, in your own mother tongue. Like I had this issue, I write my jokes in Hindi, then I translate them in English. And the problem <laughs> with that is that 40% of the jokes need to be discarded which would work in Hindi, but in translation, they would not work in English. Lost in translation. <laughs> Pretty much. And then when I would see that there are singers, uh, theater plays, all being performed in Me- Melbourne in Hindi, uh, English, even Tamil and Gujarati, I was like, why not stand-up comedy as well? And that's where the idea for comedy dhava came about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm interested to hear, as I'm sure our audience is as well, where do your ideas come from? Where do your jokes come from? Can you walk us through the creative process when it comes to writing and performing new material? So a lot of them come through observation, like life skills. Uh, I say that to everyone, that uh, when I first did stand-up comedy, I was actually watching a show, and the guy was not doing so well. And then I was like, we are, see, uh, I'm, I'm a kid from 80s and 90s. During our time in India, there would be no internet, no TV, and most of the times no electricity as well in the small town. So we would go and sit with our friends uh, 
in the uh, on the road and play on the road so uh, when i started doing comedy i started telling people stories about my childhood and and they just started laughing <laughs> hearing the silly things we used to do uh then uh, there are a lot of things that happen and i i, I like i said uh some instances that happen with you in your life uh, i'm married so there are always things i can pick on <laughs> in our married life which are very common uh like basic things uh before getting married uh, i would move around with shoes on everywhere in my house after getting married my wife uh told me no shoes in the house so that became a joke that i did not know carpet's life is supposed to last more than my own entire <laughs> lifetime <laughs> so basic things like that just life okay. observations <laughs> the little nuances of everyday life pretty much mm. um how do you see the comedy scene evolving in victoria australia with regards to diversity and representation it's much better than any other state of australia like mm-hmm. melbourne's comedy scene is huge uh the there are a lot of multicultural comics as well but like i said in response to my first question what i've mostly found is that yes everybody gives a spot to the multicultural comics you get a spot everywhere no matter where you apply where you want to perform the problem is though they never get the best spot it's where it's, you're slotted it's correct it's mm. it's like uh, doing a tick box like mm. when uh, the national parties pick up multicultural candidates they'll they'll do a check box mm. that okay we've given a ticket to a multicultural candidate but it will always it will never be on a safe seat so it's more like just the ordinary tokenism and s- symbolism that we're coming through something like that yes but uh, but it's evolved like there are a lot of progressive uh, comedy room runners as well mm-hmm. which are seeing beyond that and they've been giving more space now it's continuously evolving mm-hmm. which is good to see mm. that's great um so how how do you balance your cultural identity with your comedy you said you know you take some of the jokes from your everyday life but have you ever uh, faced criticism or backlash for certain jokes what you know do you have any boundaries that you have that you should or would not cross when you're doing your preparation uh, see when i practice i practice at home a lot of time people say that uh, the stand up comics they abuse a lot mm-hmm. these days especially uh, there's not much of queen comedy well, that I, is true really i went to uh, russell peters yeah. mm-hmm. now now when i practice i practice at home with my little kids uh, so i make a conscious effort that my comedy is clean mm-hmm. uh, but having said that i'd like to do a lot of satire as mm-hmm. well uh, when it comes to satire on politics and religion i think comedy is a very strong medium to use that to raise important social questions uh, the backlash you face is mainly from the community back home they don't like jokes on politicians back home you mean india that is correct mm-hmm. uh, i would make jokes on politicians over here i would get lauded i would make the same joke for politicians in india mm-hmm. and uh, i would have the whole troll army coming behind me and uh, i uh, I've uh, been told really badly for some couple of my jokes I made on the Indian government uh, mm-hmm. previously so much so I had to go uh, to uh, police and make a complaint. Oh dear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you made jokes on Australian politicians? Yes, in fact, mm-hmm. uh one of the jokes I made was during the time of uh 
COVID uh, when the vaccine came. Uh, there was a joke that I said, may, uh, wrote which said that I'm now waiting for Craig Kelly to come up with video evidence that how the vaccine turned Eric Bana all green and gave him muscles. (laughs) (laughs) What advice would you give to aspiring comedians from um, culturally diverse backgrounds? Don't be shy, don't be afraid. Go out and tell your story. I always say that. Don't be afraid if nobody laughs, there's always an audience. Somebody somewhere will find your joke funny. Uh, try a joke. This is the advice I was given uh, by one of my friends at least 300 times before you discard it. Because oh. because one joke may work with one audience and one may not. Don't discard it after this first try. And you will find your audience after that. So so don't be disheartened. Every comic bombs. The best of the... Even Jim Carrey would have bombed uh, many times on the stage. So this is your first time uh, doing stand-up comedy in Hindi. What can your audiences expect on the opening night of your show? Ah, well, it's three of us together, and uh, I, I believe uh, it should be a lot of fun. Like we, We've done comedy in Hindi. Uh, we did a big show called... Uh, comedy Kamrit Utsav last year on during Independence Day to celebrate India's Azadi Kamrit Mahotsav. Oh, I so, see. Uh-huh. So we did that. That that was a big hit. Before that, we did Jashni Comedy. But at Melbourne Comedy Festival, it's the first ever uh, time that a Hindi show is being performed. So we're gearing up for that. I'm trying to get my best jokes together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been practicing daily, and I hope it's going to be a laugh right. Mm-hmm. What are the dates for your shows? It starts on the 29th of March, mm-hmm. ends on the 2nd of April, and it's 6 to 7 in the evening every mm-hmm. day from 29th March to 2nd April. Okay, and where are you performing? I'm performing at UBQ mm-hmm. at uh, Collingwood mm-hmm. in Smith Street. Yeah. Okay, and the tickets can be bought on online? That's correct. They could be bought from a comedy festival venue. The tickets are $30 adults, $20 mm-hmm. for concession, and if you buy a pack of 10, that's $200 mm-hmm. or $20 each. Yeah. Is is stand-up comedy becoming popular even amongst um, uh, Indian youth in the di- diaspora youth in Victoria? Yes, uh, they, they've been more uh, receptive to it than our generation mm-hmm. uh, or even the generation before us. What I've seen, uh, I was performing at uh, Chai Shai. That's a small venue which is being run by a group of students, uh, Indian students uh, in Melbourne. And... Uh, the response I get th- got there was better than uh, like even a thousand seater show I've performed. <laughs> now that takes me to stand up comedy as um, as a profession, perhaps as an occupation. Um, have we moved away from the stigma of comedy as uh, um, something that you can that has become more respect respectable? Yes, uh, it's still one of the most underappreciated art form, but mm-hmm. it's getting there. I think uh, we still need to change a lot of attitudes, starting right from the government. Mm -hmm. I would go back to the time of lockdown when uh, initially when they had the lockdown and they had the packages going. The government being? Both the state and the national government. In Australia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you an example. During lockdown, you know, when uh, the performing arts packages came out, uh, in the first time, the artists were excluded. Mm -hmm. Then when the second round of packages came, they they said, we'll pay the uh, 
artist as well but the stand up comedians were excluded from yes, that yes i recall that yes, yes. Yeah. so mm-hmm. so we were not even considered an artist so i always mm-hmm. it's one of the most underappreciated art mm-hmm. form but at the same time one of the hardest one to do to make people laugh all the time yes and amongst the diaspora are you hoping that there is a change a shift in attitudes here yes uh, we're becoming more progressive as a society mm-hmm. overall and uh, like when i was growing up uh, even in india stand up comedy scene was just mimicking other artists or it was very riffraff but now we've seen people like varun grover come up uh, kunal khamra come up who That's would right. quest- question the government and mm. people would accept that take that and mm. uh, people are becoming more accepting mm. that's good to hear do you want to share one of your jokes or is that asking too much um no no i i can i can do that go ahead uh, now you want me to do one from the uh uh on uh, the one uh, from the indian culture or the one i wrote on the australian politicians over here whichever one suits you <laughs> okay um so i'll tell you a bit about me so my name is atif i've got a wife and two kids which my wife tells me are mine they're only like this tall they don't <laughs> look like me at all and and my wife she's a typical wife and by t- t- typical wife i mean that uh, for her the only way to achieve nirvana is by changing the way i dress up <laughs> so so when she when we got married the first thing she did was she changed my entire wardrobe and she still wasn't satisfied she would make snide remarks like ateev it doesn't matter whether you dress up in clothes from kmart or armani you still look like a loser Oh dear. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Like when we got married, I gave her an engagement ring and wedding ring and she just gave me suffering. Oh dear. <laughs> But you know when we got married, she got a $50,000 Chanel dress and I went and rented my suit. It's been 16 years. She gives it back to me every day. She's like you're a miser, you're a loser. You could not even buy your own wedding suit. And I tell her, I remind her that honey what did you achieve by buying a $50,000 Chanel dress? Oh, at the end you married someone who dresses up like a loser <laughs> thank you very much for this conversation atif it has been a privilege to host a stand up comedian from the diaspora probably a first for me in an emerging cultural field in victoria and australia laughter is so important to our well-being particularly as we saw in the pandemic it was just our way of just coping with things i look forward to hearing to the laughs in the coming weeks that you're going to provide us with. We hope this conversation has inspired you and provided a glimpse into the South Asian upstanding stand-up comedy in Victoria. I hope you will find time to attend the Hindi stand-up comedy starting next week. Thank you for tuning in to Chats over Chai. We look forward to bringing you more stories of inspiring individuals in our next episode. <laughs>